When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific. We stream live on YouTube. We on Facebook. And, of course, I am your host, Will. Skywalker still. Boom. What's happening, Cowboys Nation? Today really is, is kind of the excitement until it dies back down to offseason. But the media has their first OTA look. Their first rookies, vets coming together. And we've got one of the best down there. Coming through to talk to us about what he's looking for, what we are looking for as well. We'll we'll have that conversation with him. Plus, in the roundup, got a bit of a contract projection. Yes, sir. A contract projection for one of the uh, big looming deals that that, that Cowboys and and fans are waiting to see. Plus, uh, circle your calendars, man. We have a date for the training camp, so maybe we'll get get some type of... um, idea of where and how to travel whatnot if you're looking to go down there i know i am so i'm looking forward to seeing uh or to knowing when the, the training camp dates are coming to fruition now look if y'all don't know by now this is going into episode three of the scientific method with my guy patrick no c walker so today we'll be talking about what to watch for and that's at the top of the hour sorry for the little bit late start but kind of want to get in and, and we're going to get right to it. So uh shouldn't be a, a long show, but you know what I mean, no C, get, we, we can get going, man. Once we're talking ball, we're talking ball. So we'll get no C back in the building, and we'll get another episode of The Scientific Method and get this thing popping. I have to ask every time because of the production situation when we do this, is the audio on my end okay? Let me know because I always have to adjust that. So apologies for that, Cowboys Nation. When you're not, you know, when you don't have the – Top of the line resources that the big letter networks got. We kind of got to do things. We got to finesse, right? We got to finesse. So let me know, man. All right. With that said, y'all, appreciate you, Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! Now, you can call into the show. Uh, I have the line open, but we probably won't get to the lines until uh, after we talk to No C. Call the line is 351-999-3787. I'll take a couple um, calls and then, like I said, man, we should be able to get in and get out, have a nice, smooth show. I- I'm more so excited about seeing and hearing uh, what's going on down there in OTA. So, you know, as soon as the show's over and they get to practicing, I'm right back in my phone and I'm refreshing every, you know, tweet, every video, whatever it is, man. And, uh, you know, we're going to make it happen. Uh, appreciate you, Tom. All right, let's get right into it, man, because again, he's coming through here in the next 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> It's 
time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. So we did State of the Unit cornerbacks earlier in the week. And we talked about Trayvon Diggs' contract. Now, I missed this potential contract projection from PFF, by the way. But they said, well, in fact, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save what they haven't projected as. Let's start off with if the Cowboys decide to do the hardball thing and do the Des Bryant tag and the D-Law tag and the Dak Prescott, that whole tag situation, right? Where they look to tag two of those dudes twice. This is what a franchise tag amount could look like. Around $20 million for 2024. We talked about that the other day. But a second tag, if they still don't come to a conclusion, a second tag would be roughly $24 million. And that'll be about 45-ish, 44, 43, depending on give or take a few million dollars. Guaranteed in two seasons. So I think this is important. Because Dallas Dallas could look at whatever Trayvon Diggs is asking for and say, well, if I can come in underneath that with the with the tags, man, that guy you see to the right in the back looking at that, I feel like he'd play hardball like that. I don't like it, but I'm just I'm just basing it off of, you know, his history. But here is what PFF is projecting for Trayvon Diggs. They think he should take a four-year deal so that he can go back to the table around age 30. I think that's smart. Dallas doesn't like to do four-year deals. They try to get you five, six years. But this is what they have him as. Four-year extension worth $81 million, $20.25 million per year. And the real number, right? $57.5 million guaranteed. So four years with 57 and a half million guaranteed would come in about 13 million above the guarantee for two seasons. So I think that's smart business. I think they should probably look to extend him as opposed to tagging him because you get a couple extra years and you kind of can level off that uh, APY. So we're talking all these numbers, but the football player in of itself, I think is worthy of contract extension. But let me ask you guys, Cowboys Nation. How do you feel about a contract extension in that neighborhood of four years, 81 million? But here's the real number. There's always funny money. 57 and a half million guaranteed for or against that contract. I'm I'm all for it. Four years with 57 and a half million guaranteed. I think that falls just shy from Jair Alexander's top contract for cornerbacks. And one thing I didn't really notice is, is when I was reading the article, was that the quarterback market has kind of plateaued a little bit. I mean, you got a couple corners that are making in that $20 million range, but it hasn't taken off like the wide receiver room. The wide receiver market has went to from, you know, 17 to 19 to 20, 25, and, and some dudes getting 26, 27. So that looks like it's going to continue to rise where the cornerbacks is kind of plateauing around 18, 19, $20 million. So I think this is fair. Um, Diggs would have to probably agree to that, but if you look at the you look around the league, you know no corner is making twenty five million a year. So 
again, this is where you put on the hat of the Cowboys now because I'm all about these players making the break. But if we say, or if they say, well, Diggs, you test the market, yes, you're going to get paid. But if you look at where the top cornerbacks are getting paid, it's roughly in that $20 million range anyway. Now it's time to put the Diggs hat back on. Now what if Diggs goes out there and he has another top season? Hmm? What if he goes out there and has six interceptions, shutting dudes down? Diggs is going to push him, right? Diggs is going to say, look, I'm still an all-pro Pro Bowl corner. I've got 17 picks in three years. Now I've got 23, 24, 25 picks in four years. I'm sorry, bro. You're going to have to break the bank. You're going to have to reset the market. And that's what makes me nervous. If Diggs looks to reset the market, I don't know that Stephen Jones is going to want to do that. So that's something we have to keep our eyes on, man. We get four years, 57.5 million total, guaranteed. In favor for that? Anybody in favor for that? Glenn says he's forward. Lee says sign it. Wayne Rice says do it. And of course, Toxic Danny Savage, tag and trade. Lance says for it. Catherine's for it. We them boys pay the man. It's not a bad contract, Grant. Not at all. Sign me up, says Marvin. That is very true, Tom. It's only going to go up. That's the issue. That is the issue that you have if you wait and he continues to perform at the high level that he's been doing. I don't think it's going to go down. I don't think it's going to plateau for him. It's going to go up. So the Cowboys need to get to it. Got some key offseason updates or dates that the Cowboys and fans should be looking forward to. And obviously the first one is this week, right? OTAs, May 23rd to the 25th. Then you got next week, second week of OTAs. Then June 6th to the 8th, you got mandatory minicamp practices. And then training camp is expected to begin July 24th to the 28th, through the 28th, that week. So circle your calendars because I know I will because I'm trying to get out there and uh, check out not only the players, and we'll get to the other part in a second here, but just just everything about the team because it's fresh, it's new, got a lot of moving parts, and uh, training camp is always exciting, man. And I always like to uh, meet up with you guys when I can, whether it's down in Dallas or it's out there in Oxnard. But ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, Cowboys Nation. It is that time for the scientific method with Patrick No C. Walker and your boy, Skywalker still. So look, take out your pens, take out your notepads, get ready to write it down because we are fitting to get some science. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> Every time. Every time that thing gets returned up. Every time. You know how we do, big dog. Yeah, how we do. How, how we you do? feeling, man? How you feeling? Oh man, I'm blessed, 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 blessed. You know, no complaints. Um, yeah, just uh, getting ready for the the mental health podcast that we're that we're debuting on Memorial Day. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are not up on that information, also means you're not following me on Twitter. And what's on, what's that all about? What are you doing? What's that all about? But anyway, um, mental health podcast called the Conversation with a K. Um, everybody's welcome to to tap into it. Obviously, there. 
all the topics that we're talking about are going to transcend race and gender, but uh, it's primarily aimed towards the struggles of, of a man um, and particularly men of color. So all of these taboos and stigmas we got to break through. So uh, check it out, download Patreon, search for the conversation with a K, or if you're on your laptop, desktop, um, just go to patreon.com slash the conversation with a K. Check me out. Um, hopefully a lot of good resources to possibly save some lives out there. So, yeah. What's the scientific word for you're reading my mind? We we on the same the same wavelength. Like. We're on the same wavelength. Telepathy. 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 I'm here about to open up with that that yeah. podcast that I'm excited to check out. Uh, I, you know, I hit you up personally about it, man. And you know, I I told you about you know the whole move down here, but yeah. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, that this is some heroic stuff that Pat is doing and. You know, I don't say this lightly because we all suffer in silence and you just got to find a way to uh, push through it because everybody's put everybody has to push. And I think Pat's um, uh, conversation podcast is going to help a lot of people out there. So appreciate that, Pat. Yeah, no, no, no. Man. I appreciate everybody who who's going to join in and, and, you know, whether you subscribe or don't subscribe, whether you use me as um, a testimony to help yourself and, and the resources that I'm going to provide on the conversation, or you seek help somewhere else, whatever you choose to do, just don't stay silent. Don't suffer in silence. Uh, you know, man up, right. Man up. That That's the actual definition of man up to me. It doesn't mean, you know, try to push through the pain. It means being man enough to identify when you need help to get through the pain so that you can be a better person for yourself and your family and the community. So man up, man up. Well, well, Wow! Preach, preach <laughs> All right, let's talk some cowboys, man. You yeah, let's do it. Let's, you know, a little something. Yeah, little I, know, I like that act, yeah. dog. A little yeah, jealous. You know. man, you got the little, man. Oh, you know, I got the arsenal. They you know what I mean? I, yeah, you know, I got the arsenal, man. Yeah, you, I got you. Pro I got shop, you. pro shop. I, training camp, man. Get out the training camp. I, now you know I'll be there. I know. Oh. This is me making sure you have that added motivation to You're get right. there. Stay on me, bro. Stay on. Yeah. Me. I, oh, you, come on. You know. You know this. I know. I know who else is going to be staying on some people down there in Dallas. And uh, that's those coaches, big dog. Look, oh, yeah. Look, I'm going to say this right now because I'm excited to talk about the players, and we'll get to that in a second. But every year the roster turns over, and we we really don't think about the coaching part of it. Mm. And, and Dallas had – I don't know. I don't, I don't study the rest of the league, but it seemed like they might have had some of the most turnover from a coaching standpoint for a staff that didn't change the head coach. You don't I normally agree. see that, right? Agreed. So – out is George Edwards, Joe mm -hmm. Philbin, obviously Kellen Moore, uh, Schottenheimer gets brought in, Mike Solari. You get some some reassignments in that coaching staff. Skip Pete is Skip, gone. Uh, Skip Pete's gone. You know, massive. It, it's massive, it's just massive. a lot of turnover down there. Is that something that is underrated as an as an observation for for the beginning of these uh, the media open practice sessions? I think yeah. The answer is yes. Obviously, when the coaching changes were were happening. Um, at the you know top end of the offseason before there were any free agency transactions, re-signings, and then eventually the draft. Uh, obviously, the main topic was, you know, Kellen Moore. They part ways with Kellen Moore. They have all this change and all this shakeup behind Mike McCarthy. They're able to retain Dan Quinn, which was the headline coaching piece, is yeah. the fact that they were able to keep Dan Quinn. Um, but look at the shakeup beneath Dan Quinn, beneath Mike McCarthy. And of course, that that carried the headlines. But then the Cowboys did so so magnificently in free agency that the conversation immediately shifted to you know Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cooks, able to retain Donovan yeah. Wilson, Leighton Vander Esch, and, and some of these other key guys. So 
as we walk into OTAs, that's the focus in the conversation is these players and the draft picks and how are they going to fit and how are they going to look in their first round with veterans? Because, yeah, they got you know a little bit of an acclimation period with their rookie minicamp. But here come the big boys. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, how's Mozzie Smith? And, and for those that don't know, uh, the collective bargaining agreement does not allow any type of actual contact. So OTAs is more so going to be another part of the offensive and defensive installs. Uh, things that you should be looking for, that we'll be looking for, that I'll be looking for. Uh, refinement of technique. Mozzie Smith, for example, excellent technique. But, you know, who's he going to learn from other than Osa Odigizua? How prevalent is Micah Parsons going to be in his development? Demarcus Lawrence, Jonathan Hankins, obviously. Uh, you know, Neville Gallimore, Chauncey Ghost, and some of those other veterans. Eric Smith, how is he going to – how quickly is he going to acclimate to learning from guys like Gilmore, Diggs, Bland, uh, and and Jordan Lewis, and particularly I'll say Bland because Bland he's a young guy too. I talked to uh, Duran a couple weeks ago in the locker room, and and I asked him how it feels to be you know just jokingly how it feels to be the old man with with you know the, the rookies coming in. He's like, man, just this time last year it was me, so I feel kind of yeah. weird. So kind of interesting to see that dynamic when you talk about Bland, and now he's had that breakout rookie season. Let's see how his uh, year two works, how his preparation changes, if at all. Damone Clark, um, obviously, everyone knows Damone is, is a pet cat of mine coming out of that draft. And now he gets to have a full offseason of preparation with the Cowboys. I'm looking at that to see, you know, what his progression is going to be going into year two. So and then you got the interior offensive line. So you got all of these headlines that rightfully have people focused on the players. But when you circle back to the coaches, you got like you you went down a list of coaching changes yeah. and you didn't even touch on all of them that's how many mm. there have been so there's going to be a lot to try to settle out or i should say kind of sift through as far as making sure everybody's on the same page brian schottenheimer who's the oc now but it's not he's not calling plays what's that dynamic how does that flesh out with him and mike mccarthy and you know down the line new offensive line coach flip to the defensive side you have this new coach that new coach a lot of new assistants. So, yeah, um, the players are going to be – all eyes are on the players, but secretly all eyes are on the coaches too. Before I go to, to, to the players, you, you mentioned the Mike McCarthy and, and uh, Brian Schottenheimer situation. And I started mm-hmm. thinking just over the years, remembering and seeing pictures or seeing Kellen Moore on the radio calling plays and, and whatnot. Is that going to be McCarthy or, or is Shoddy going to be more doing that right now and then they'll transition into McCarthy doing that once we get to, like, camp or something? It's it's McCarthy's show. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, let's just be – let's be right clear now. here. Yeah, let's be clear okay. right now, unequivocally, the play-calling duties are Mike McCarthy's. There will be no wavering on who called this play, who's calling this play, when is it starting, who's transitioning. No, no, no. Day one, minute one is oh, Mike no. McCarthy. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer said that he's – uh, likely going to be up in the booth, and that makes sense because both Ooh, he and Mike, that. yeah, both he and Mike uh, aren't planning to be on the sideline together. So you're talking about Schottenheimer in the in the uh, booth, so he'll have a better view, better vantage point of what's going on with the opposing defense and the Cowboys' offense, so he can uh, wire down those changes to Mike yes. McCarthy in real time and say, "Hey, this is what I'm seeing." But ultimately, it's Mike McCarthy calling the plays because uh, I said this last year uh, and. I don't have an issue and didn't have an issue with Kellen Moore. Generally speaking, I had micro issues that I wanted to see him progress with, um, as we all did. But those that wanted to just throw him away, you know, that's a different conversation. But he's gone now. But a year ago, I said, well, McCarthy's going into 2023. 
Uh, this was also after they lost to San Francisco. I said, hey, if I'm McCarthy, you know, no knock to Kellen Moore, but if I'm going down, I'm going down my way. I'm doing right. Frank Sinatra style, nice. right? Um, so now here we are. Mike is, if it's going to go down, Mike is going to go down with his hands in the playbook. He's going to be the one calling the plays. And I think that's the way it has to be. So whether the Cowboys get maximum success and they finally break their Super Bowl drought or things don't go the way they need to go, if you're Jerry and Steven and Will, at least there are no more what ifs. Now you know that this is either the guy or it's not the guy. Period. Uh, Period. When, when you said the booth situation here on this show, we have this thing where we wanted to see Kellen Moore in the booth because we just thought he'd be able to see the field better. But to have Schottenheimer up, I think it's going to be awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a, that's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big one. I'm going to talk about some of the players that they'll be calling plays for and really not just mm. those guys, but. Uh, the new guys, prior, before we get to the dudes that have been here, which is cool, I'm, I'm going to let them finish, but we always get excited about the new additions, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, you know, can they stand the rain? Can they stand? You know? and, and, and look, it's some rain in Dallas, and I ain't talking about the actual weather. I'm talking about the media, yeah. the pressure, everything yeah. is, is different mm -hmm. down here, and we're going to see. And one of the guys that they'll be calling plays for that I think they're just licking their chops right now to, to do that with is Brandon Cooks, man, you know, Getting Brandon Cooks up in here is uh -huh. something that this this franchise hasn't had in years, Pat. And yep. it's that damn speed. And every time mm -hmm. Dak Prescott brings it up or, or they bring up Brandon Cooks, he just cannot stop talking about the speed of Brandon Cooks. But with that included, what else are you looking at in, in your first look at Brandon Cooks with the vets and the rookies or the rookies and the vets? I everyone go. How he's mentoring uh, the younger guys. And when I say the younger guys, I'm talking about Jalen Tolbert, you know, and I also put that onus on Jalen Tolbert to make sure that he's gluing himself to these veterans like Cooks and Lamb and Gallup and trying to take that next step forward because he's going to have competition, a competition being in the form of Semi Fajoko, for example, because remember prior to Fajoko uh, suffering an injury in training camp that kind of slowed him, he was a star, the star, I'd argue, in training camp. So Semi Fajoko, very familiar with the system, very familiar with Dak Prescott, and they have chemistry there, but he also has chemistry with Cooper Rush, your QB too. So it, it's incumbent upon a guy like Jalen Tolbert to make sure that he's learning from guys like Brandon Cooks. And Cooks said that's one of the goals for him is to come in and not only make an impact in between the lines, but in the locker room as well. And I could see that already happening. Um, the guys are already starting to, in that wide receiver room, already starting to kind of adopt some of his uh, training regimen as far as his body is concerned because he's still a, a sub four three five forty yard dash guy. He is going to burn defensive backs. He's going to take the top off, but he is also quiet as it's kept. It's not too shabby at running routes at the second level either. So um, I'm looking for that with Brandon Cooks again. It's easy to, to walk into OTAs and say, "Hey, I can't wait to see this guy take the top off of these off of the secondary," um, because he's going to do it to most NFL secondaries, but. Also, I'm looking to see when they're on the sideline, you know, how he's coaching up some of these younger guys. I'm looking forward to that as well. But uh, when you talk about Brandon Cooks and you're talking about taking the, the top off of the secondary, not exactly going to be easy. This is where iron sharpens iron. Yep. Still, like this is this is going to be fantastic because we're, we're talking about Cooks and that speed and how great he can be. And he is. I mean, it's a, a guy who has six 1000 yard receiving seasons, but he's about to go into OTAs in a full offseason program against. Trevon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore and Deron Bland and Jordan Lewis. And uh, at the second level, you have linebackers. You have a linebacker in Leighton Vanderesh that can cover DeMarvion Overshawn. I'm really looking forward to him because, to me, he's instantly the best coverage linebacker 
uh, in the room Ooh, right now. And, and, yeah, he has a lot to learn. He still, I, I would like to see him eat a couple of patty melts, kind of get a couple pounds <laughs> on him, right? So he could be NFL weight. But coverage wise, un- unquestionably one of, if not the best cover guy, he's what the Cowboys want to see from Jabril Cox. So mm-hmm. now you have. Jabril Cox more or less being put on notice still has a good ceiling but he's got to find a way to come back from that um, torn ACL now that he has so much time um, removed from having suffered it but then you look at the safeties and you're talking about Malik Hooker and you're talking about Dono and you're talking about J-Ron and Flex and some of these younger guys that are hungry Juan Ye Thomas and Tyler Coyle and these guys want to get out there they want to eat Israel Mukwamu wants his playing time ladies and gentlemen so while Brandon Cooks is going to get his that's a fact. Uh, the other side of that science is he's not going to have an easy road in these OTAs, mini camp and summer camp or training camp against this Cowboys secondary either. It, it might be the best battle from a collective standpoint we've seen. Not even might. It is since. Uh, hold on, hold that thought. Parker. Gotcha. Parker W. You'll see. You'll see. I, I, <laughs> he's wondering if Overshone is the best yeah. coverage linebacker in this room. You'll see. I can't. I can't wait to check it out. A former former safety, by the way, y'all. So yes, so, that they, they don't know, understand. That, that this guy is a good. former safety, which is why his coverage skills as a linebacker are so good. Again, yeah. is he going to instantly come in and, and take the league by storm? That's not what I'm predicting. I'm saying that if he adds a couple pounds to get the NFL weight, he gets his technique more refined as a linebacker because he's not too far removed from having been a safety. He can be an impact guy, your third guy behind Damone Clark and Leighton Van Der Esch. But as far as pure coverage is concerned, as a linebacker, he's got it in spades. You'll see. To, to stay on the sidebar real quick, and this isn't one of those situations where it's, uh, okay, he was doing some safety things, or he might have played a year, or, so, or he was a safety in high school for two seasons. and went to, No, no, no. He was no, no, an no. all-American safety Talk in high him. school, and then he Talk came into Texas and was a safety for a couple seasons, then moved down mm-hmm. to linebacker. So it's fair, even if you do have doubts, which – my doubts come at, I want to see it in the league. Yes. Uh, you know, but, of course. But, so that's where my doubts come at. Of course. But it's not because that he doesn't have the skill. He clearly did. He was a safety. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's there. His, his direct competition is obviously not Damone Clark because Damone Clark is more of the run stopper. He's more of the sideline to sideline guy. It's not Leighton Van Der Esch, who's the, the heart and, and soul of the actual defense itself outside of Michael Parsons as far as what Leighton Van Der Esch, he, him being the green dot, communicating the plays. But when it comes to pure coverage, if you're saying, well, I know this is going to be a pass play and I want uh, my one of my better pass coverage linebackers on the field, more often than not, you're going to see DeMarvion Overshawn figure out how to get on that field. And Dan Quinn knows it, which is why Dan Quinn took him where he took him in the draft. Last thing, because, man, we could talk about it. Last yeah, we thing, could. Last thing on Overshawn. One of the things I, I did notice that many uh, observers, many analysts did say is that from a man-to-man standpoint, man coverage, he, he's, he was one of the better guys in the draft. But where yep. I, will, I will give LVE the, the biggest nod is in zone. I thought oh, LVE yeah. was fantastic last year. Oh, I yeah. often came on here and said, even when I had issues at times, what am I saying? One thing I will not complain about is that the dude is always where he needs to be from his mm-hmm. own standpoint in coverage. So, and that and that's what people also need to understand, that there are levels to this coverage thing. So yeah. Overshawn, I say, is when I say he's the best coverage, arguably the best coverage linebacker in the room at the moment, we're talking man coverage, yeah. okay? The better zone coverage is LVE. And LVE takes way too many hits from, from Cowboys Nation as far as they want to see more stats on this or that. If you watch the film, matter of fact, we ain't even got to go to the film. Look at what happened as far as the Cowboys yeah. defense taking a step back in the absence of Leighton Van Der Esch last December. And that will tell 
tell you all you need to know about not only what he does on the field, but how he leads that locker room as well. Uh, I've ate my sh- fair share of crow uh, from LVE. You know, after about the first six games, I was. Now, I LVE was is out, a whole bro. dude and has yeah. always been a whole dude. His only right. knock was injury, and he's shown that he can stay on the field because even the time missed last year was minimal. It could have been minimized that much more, but they were being precautionary with that neck sting or that shoulder stinger because the playoffs were coming up. So that is yeah. the, that is the main issue with LVE yeah. is injury, and and, and, and again. Another side chart. It's not even just the fact that it's injury to miss time, but when LVE has played injured, he mm-hmm. was he didn't look good. So it's all about can he stay healthy? Hey, Dez said don't play hurt. Players will learn sooner or later. Don't play happened. hurt. It, it's admirable. It's honorable. Uh, it's noble. Um, but it doesn't do you any favors. Uh, it often doesn't do the team any favors. And ultimately, um, you would like to believe uh, the fans and the media are going to appreciate it, but unless you get out there and have a great day, you're, they're not going to appreciate it, and you're just going to set yourself back. So if you're hurt, get healthy, and then come back. Ezekiel Elliott learned that um, from the 2021 yeah, season. Say, yeah, he learned that from the 2021 season. So, yeah. Yeah, so so now to go back to what we were, were talking about with Cooks and this, this secondary, I was saying, like, I don't think we've seen since the departure of, of, of Cooper, which was one year, so it is just one season. Yep. The competition that we'll see from the cornerbacks, wide receivers, the defensive backs, uh, Brandon Cooks against these guys. But Cooks brings a very underrated route running element to this wide yep. receiver yep. room. Because yep. you start talking yep. about the second level stuff. And I was just showing, and I'll show a little bit more here uh, of uh, Brandon Cooks doing some of that route running stuff. He's so savvy, you know, at the second level. <laughs> and what's scary about smooth. him, man, is that I think he even talked about this. He understands his speed. There's two different yes. things. There's John Ross, who, hey, dog, I could just run straight down the field. Yeah. And then you got guys like Brandon Cooks, who understands, and Tyree Kill, who understands Jalen Waddle, who understands how to use their speed in a savvy way to get open and create separation. Mm-hmm. And boy, Brandon Cooks does that in spades. And bro, the battle between him and <laughs> Stefan Gilmore. Yes, indeed. Oh, my goodness. Talk Explosive. To me about Gilmore being Listen, here. man, um, those people who are saying Gilmore is washed. I, I, yeah. You know how you know how it goes. Right. <laughs> they put on the star and suddenly they're washed. But had he gone to another team, then everybody would be riding the Cowboys. Oh, you couldn't give up a, a fifth round pick for Stefan Gilmore. But they do when they get him. And now it's all oh, he's washed. You could have got somebody. Yeah. OK. Sure. Can't please everybody. So don't try. At the end of the day, Stefan Gilmore is not only not washed. He's dry cleaned. He's crisp. He's he's ready to get on the field. He's ready to go. Uh, former NFL defensive player of the year, not far removed from that season. And from what I've seen, and I'm looking forward to seeing it in OTAs and mini camp and training camp as well, I don't see where he's lost a step. Now, you put Stephon Gilmore, take take him out of a situation where, number one, he, he had a great season with the Colts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what people are, are looking at. He had a great season on a Colts defense that's not nearly as loaded as far as surrounding talent as the Cowboys are. So coming from a situation where a lot of the onus was on him to produce, he was the veteran. He was the former NFL defensive player of the year, multi-time pro bowler, all pro, et cetera, et cetera. Now he comes into a situation where you have Trayvon Diggs and you have Deron Bland and Jordan Lewis, and you got the three-headed safety monster behind you. And in front of you, you got Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Mozzie Smith, Jonathan Hankins, uh, Oso Digizua, 
and the list goes on. Sam Williams, I believe, is going to have a breakout year. Dante Fowler is back on a one-year deal after having a strong season last year with the Cowboys and Dan Quinn. All of this surrounding talent only allows Gilmore to the opportunity to excel that much more. So, like I said, not only do I not see signs of him being washed, it looks dry clean to me. He's walking into a situation where uh, he's going to benefit greatly. And now that makes that battle between him and Brandon Cooks that much more intriguing. But I'll, I'll say this because I know we got to close up in a second. Let's let's touch really quickly on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, the battle at left guard slash swing tackle. Is that so? That's a big. That that's um that's going to be very interesting because so you have obviously you have Awesome Richards, rookie fifth round pick. He has uh, flexibility, played a lot of tackle, but he played some guard with North Carolina as well. Uh, kept his quarterback, not even relatively clean, but very freaking clean at the tackle position. But he can he can slide inside. You have a competition between him and people are forgetting about the signing of Chuma Idoga. They're very high on Idoga. So it's kind of like for left guard, you're talking about Richards versus Idoga versus Farniak, who's primarily a center, but they're looking to get some flex work out at left guard as well. But then at tackle as well, Richards is going to get some play there, but that puts him up against uh, Matt Willetsko. And, you know, it's, it's just it's going to be interesting to see who wins out at left guard because whomever wins out at left guard behind Tyler Smith, if they are good enough, then it makes the conversation that much more challenging as far as, well, are they good enough that we can have Tyler Smith at left tackle and then have Tyron Smith as swing tackle, um, which kind of leads me to say anybody, anybody talking about putting Tyron Smith, as much as I love the guy, first battle Hall of Famer, Terrence Steele is a better right tackle. Let so me, let me pull that. out, let me pull out the microscope and, and slide the offensive line under there real quick, because mm-hmm. I want to dive a little bit deeper into this situation. Still is still recovering. He's still rehabbing, right? He is. So yeah, right he's now, still recovering. Mm-hmm. He technically won't be out there. So we'll see a unique offensive line today, correct? That is correct. Terrence Steele, he's he's on track. Um, no word yet on if he's going to start training camp on pup. My money on the table. I think he does start the training camp on start training camp on the pup list, physically unable to perform. Just buys him more time. I think he's on the field come week one, barring any setbacks. But that means, like you said, until he's on the field, Cowboys are going to try a lot of different variations that on that front question. five. They're going to try a lot of different variations. So, yeah, you're going to see reports coming out of OTAs and mini camp that, oh, Tyron Smith is taking some snaps at right tackle. Don't panic. He's taking some snaps there because there's an opportunity to right. do so. Terrence Steele's not there. Matt, well, let's go. He's back from suffering the sub, uh, the shoulder subluxation last year uh, that he finally went and had surgery for. He's going to get a lot of reps there as well. So you're going to hear and see reports coming out from me as well, telling you, well, this was the lineup for this particular play. And it might be uh, Tyler Smith, uh, Chuma Idoga, Tyler Biadish, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. But then you'll see... Tyler Smith slide to left guard. Matt will let's go go to uh, left tackle. Tyler Beatish will take a seat for Matt Farniok to come in and, you know, then they'll go from there. So you're going to see a lot of different um, uh, setups, I should say, for lack of a better way to put it. But that's because now is the time to figure out who can play where. And that's what the Cowboys are hell bent on figuring out. And that was kind of my, my follow up with it was going to be what can we gauge from all of this? And it sounds like essentially just experimentation. Yeah, and 
experimentation as they're doing the install this is when you really start to try to figure out this is the beginning of trying to figure out who has uh, a better eye for this position versus that position and i see a lot of you guys asking about josh ball and uh it, it's no secret that i'm i'm pretty low on josh ball as a tackle cowboys i don't know that they are or are not but i'll say this uh, they're looking to move him in to take some snaps at left guard. But if they're looking to move him in, that means that he's not impressing at left tackle. He didn't impress me in training camp last year at left tackle, didn't impress me in preseason at left tackle. Um, so when you hear me talk about these these competitions, uh, the reason I'm not necessarily mentioning Josh Ball is because there are levels to this competition. Uh, and I don't feel that it's a Josh Ball versus Richards versus Edoga. I don't, I don't see that as being the situation. I think Josh Ball, if anything, is competing with a guy like Matt Farniak, who's primarily a center who could take snaps at left guard versus a straight up guy who might have a real shot at, at playing left guard. So, yeah, Josh Ball is still on the team as we speak, and he has a lot of refinements still left to do. But looking at guys like Edoga and looking at guys like Richards and uh, hell, even Farniak, I just I see more potential in those guys than I do Josh Ball. Real quick, can I quickly get your thoughts on uh, Michael Gallup? He came out and said that, you know, he's feeling more springy, right? I, you know, my knee was sore after the season. Mm -hmm. He got it cleaned up a little bit. Uh, but he said he's feeling much better mentally and he's feeling more springy. What, what is springy? What are you looking for when you hear the term springy out there? Because I think you'll be able to mm -hmm. see something, even without the pads. Listen, if Michael Gallup has his boing back boing <laughs> yeah boing, 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 boing. if he has if he has his spring back then um then opposing defenses are in some really big trouble now you saw flashes of uh prime gallop last year uh, a time or two but he didn't really hit his strike consistently as far as being able to dominate like you saw in in recent seasons past like the thousand yard season he had when amari cooper and cd lamb were both kind of flanking him and he was in prime form pre-injury he said and i reported it i spoke to him uh, personally about it at several points last year before he came back from the injury after he came back from the injury and the biggest thing with michael gallup was always the mental it was always mm -hmm. the the mental he was he was afraid to overplay himself. Like he was afraid to, if, if I cut this route too hard, is this going to be it for me? And he was honest and transparent and admitting this. Yeah. He was like, I, sometimes I wonder if I, when I'm going up to high point this ball, which is a huge part of his game when he, and he's in midair thinking about coming down wrong. So when you play the game like that, one or two things are going to happen. Either you're actually going to re-injure yourself or you're simply just not going to be the guy that you were now coming into this new off season, He's had more time to kind of uh, kind of marinate on it, get in the, the backyard with Prescott and some of these other receivers, and he's feeling like himself now. Yeah. So I, I believe that he's past the mental part, and I've said it before and I'll say it again and I'll continue to say it because I believe we're all going to see it play out in real time. I think the better version, of the best version of Michael Gallup is coming back, especially mm. with Brandon Cooks in the mix because now – you know, you have that three-headed monster again that you had when Coop was in the building. How do you defend it? You can't shade coverage one one way or another. You can't say, okay, well, the only we know CeeDee Lamb is going to be that guy, and Michael Gallup is struggling to come back from an injury, so let's shade coverage over there and kind of challenge him a bit. And this is a guy who was already dealing with kind of the mental health yep. aspect of coming back. Now he's feeling great. CeeDee Lamb is the definitive wide receiver one. Brandon Cooks is in the mix. 
Uh, you got tight ends. You add Schoonmaker to a, a tight end room that has Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot as playmakers. Uh, you know, where do you go? Yeah. If you're a defensive secondary, who are you covering? And that just all goes to Michael Gallup having the opportunities. And now, like he said, he feels better. I believe he does. He's walking around the building with that that Michael Gallup grin, mm-hmm. that ear to ear that we all love so much. I think one of the, the, the easiest things to see from a physical standpoint that he struggled with that I'm hoping to see him get back from a springy standpoint is, is the snaps out of his breaks and his routes. You saw him kind of thinking too much there and he's exactly. never going to be a separating type of, he's not going to get a bunch of separation. No, that's, that's not, not his not game. What he does. But Physical yes, high point. There you yes. go. But, but when he had that confident snapping and I was, th- I was showing some 2021 highlights, I promise y'all go look at him coming out of his routes in 2021 and go watch him last year uh, prior to the injury, by the way, obviously. And to go watch him last year, and you can kind of see it wasn't you can the see same. It. it wasn't, and he looked yeah. defeated a couple of times, and it was just him getting in his own head. So I feel like he's out of his head, out of his own head, and he'll be he'll be doing well. And I'll close out on this because I see a lot of people asking. Tony Pollard is doing well. He's on track mm. um, to return. He has at least a a solid shot of not starting training camp on the pup list. We'll see how deliberate the Cowboys want to be and cautious with his injury now that he's RB1. Um, But he's he's walking around the building. He's fine. He's moving around in preliminary OTAs, which started on on Tuesday. Um, He's not medically cleared at all. So you're not going to see him on seven on sevens, nine on nines, 11s. He's going to be doing a lot of sideline work with Britt Brown uh, and the training staff. But uh, looks good. He's not walking with a limp not walking with a boot or anything like that. Um, I can't be doing too poorly. Got the whole leg tatted. So uh, he's fine. <laughs> he's on track. He's on track. All right, man. Hey, Pat, you got to tell these people, it, it, if y'all not hip to the scientific method, you truly are going to be missing out throughout the season. This is extremely unique, I think, in the community. So y'all need to continue to come through and get that good old Science. Just come get the science. And as we say all the time, science does not care about your feelings. So when you're listening to the scientific method, please, please, please tell your feelings to log out of the chat so we can talk some real football. That is Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. Appreciate y'all as always, brother. And I'll talk to you again. I'll probably hit you up later today. Yeah. But what you see down there? Yeah, I know. I know. know. You're looking for that inside. I want to know the inside. (laughs) I got you. Holler at me, brother. Love you as always. All right, man. Love you too, man. Peace. That is the scientific method, ladies and gentlemen. I'm dead serious when I say. You know, this is such a unique thing that we're bringing to the community, man. A weekly insider that can come through and tell us about what he's seeing down there. Some things he can say, some things he can't say, some things he can let us, you know, some of us know off air, but we can repeat here. Very important to have, I think. Very important. Shout out to Pat and make sure I check out his podcast. Uh, no conversation. It, it, it's it's a look, man. It's a game changer, in my opinion. Game changer. Somebody mentioned this last week, and it was a layup, super alley. Scientific method. Brought to you by Boston Scientific, ladies and gentlemen. ED can affect your self-esteem and impact your most important relationships. If you're if you've tried pills or even other solutions that haven't been a solution for you, 
take a free online assessment that you can share with your doctor. Click the ad in the description. There's a permanent satisfying solution to treat ED waiting for you. Visit edcure.org. Find a urologist who can offer treatment options when others do not work. Again, that's edcure.org brought to you by Boston Scientific. It ain't hard, but you can be. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the million of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and <laughs> here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Let me uh, just take you behind the scenes for a quick second. Y'all don't understand how hype I am about how smooth that went, by the way. Try some a few different things for the first time. And, and the more and more we do this, the more I'll be able to finesse a, the, from a production standpoint. I, I didn't get a chance to get to your question, A.A. Ron, but he's got to get down to the star practice and whatnot. Um, but I'll, you know, is A.A. Ron? Yeah, A.A. Ron dropped. But I think I want to implement a fan portion to, to this as well but this is only going to get better man it is only going to get better and i'm excited for it we, we got pat live for the next few months um he'll be here and then during the season it'll be a recorded episode that will drop so man y'all just stay tuned brother and, and ladies sisters y'all just stay tuned got a lot in store for y'all all right, if you want to call into the show, this is your chance. We'll get a couple calls, and, and we'll wrap this thing up. Today is an easy episode. 351-999-3787. If you're just hopping in here and wondering what the heck is going on, uh, Pat came through, gave us what he's looking for down there at OTAs, gave my opinions on some things, and make sure you follow him on all social media platforms or Twitter. Let me just say that. Follow him on Twitter. They'll be dropping a whole bunch of nuggets throughout, and... Uh, We'll come back next week and we'll talk about some of those things. We got, we'll have a full week of OTAs by the time we talk to them next week. So it'll be a lot of goods to be able to discuss. All right. With that said, hey, hey Ron, I will read your, your, your super chat. Apologies super chat. for not being able to get to it. But you were asking, Pat, uh, if they were going to do a team activity. You said, are they going to go bowling or something instead of using the last day of install like last year? Aren't those important teaching days? Um, are you were you trying to ask him? Are they going to use the last day for install as opposed to a camaraderie thing? Because if I remember correctly, over the last few seasons with uh, Mike McCarthy, it was more of a well. We're going to see how we feel in the last day of practice, whether it be mini camp, OTAs, whatever. And if they felt like they were ahead of the schedule or they were doing well, they would go do a com- an activity like that, which I'm not against. You know, you get a turnover with players and you need that. I think you need to do things like that. So I think it would depend on how they do. I do. Yeah, TC, man, you missed, you missed Pat, brother. Run it back. You know how to go. Hashtag running back squad. And then Tobot Ty dropped one. Super chat. He said contracts are like buying gas. Might be cheaper today, but if you wait for the price to go down and wait for tomorrow and wait for tomorrow's odds or the price will go up. In line. 
All right, let's hit the uh, phone lines and let's talk to my bad toxic Tom, but I, I, I gotta, I gotta move it over here, which is weird toxic. Cause yesterday you, you was talking about, you know, you, you weren't buying this and buying that, but you was all in time a couple of weeks ago. What happened? But now it's toxic Danny Savage. What's good. Toxic Danny Savage. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, Sky. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Bob Squad. Yo, love the guy. Pat Walker, I think his name is. Is that Pat, his name or no? Pat, yep, Pat's fantastic. Love him. Yeah, no, awesome. It's like the second time I've caught him on your show. And mm-hmm. I love all the knowledge he drops. I just got a question for you because you're an insider. And I'm, I'm going to make I'm, a point. Just one question is. He's the insider. <laughs> how much weight has Walesco put on since last year? That, that is, that's that's what a I'm super looking, inside that's question. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And will, a lot of times they invite last year's rookies who didn't play much to this year's rookies OTAs. So I wonder if those guys will be there for this rookie OTA. Those yeah. are my questions. So, Danny, the, the rookie OTAs are over. The rookie minicamp was last week. This is the actual veterans. Oh, my yeah, these are the veterans and the rookies. This is the full thing. This is the real deal right now. They're all they've all come together already, but this is the first day that the media is able to go down and get some of their observations and then we'll have press conferences, I believe, after. So uh we'll know a little bit about from the coaches, specifically Mike McCarthy. So yeah. Okay, I was unaware of that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh and I'm just gonna land a plan with my point on Diggs when I said Trade the kid for two ones. Listen, Stefan, come oh, on, man. Two, I he, thought you said one, one a, and one. My bad. My bad. No, just think with no for two ones. Like Stefan didn't want to pay Dion. So all I'm trying to say is he got into a fist fight almost with his dad. He didn't want to. He didn't want to pay Dion. I just personally don't see Stefan making this kid the highest paid corner in the NFL. That's fair. I just see Stefan saying, "Yo, we're gonna we gotta pay Dak about two fifty. We're gonna pay Micah. Micah's gonna get about thirty million a year because he's gonna he wants that edge money and he's gonna get it. You're gonna pay. You gotta pay Lamb. I just think Diggs is odd man out. And like you were saying earlier, like we just give guys away with Cooper and stuff like that, and we have a horrible track record." I think, yo, if you could, instead of dragging it out, him holding out, if they would tag him and throw, if they have no desire to pay this kid, instead of just dragging it out for everybody, tag him, trade him, get you two ones, because some team will give you two ones for him. That was my only point. And uh, great show as always. Is Watts on vacation or something or what? Yeah. I mean, I haven't been seeing him on in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, he's good, he's good to go. He just dropped a... Uh a uh, video so he's good to go he's just we no live you're shows be live, you guys gonna be on later or no 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 no, 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 no shows this week uh just kind of a bit of a gotcha. of a of a dead period so you know gotcha he's gotcha. going through that right now gotcha all right like i said i'm out just try to find me that guy how much weight he gained and great show as always appreciate you. you danny yeah that's that's something um it. i'll try i'll try to maybe, maybe somebody will bring it up danny but if not I'll, I'll reach out and be like, hey, man, what's Walesco looking like? He's stronger, leaner, bigger. Because Walesco's strength is definitely one, one of those things that could be important. And maybe he solidifies the, the, the swing situation if you if you do the best five, right? Because 
that's that's an important spot we talk about that a lot and we like the potential of a let's go but at the end of the day he's from north dakota not state and and we got we got to see it from a consistent basis and can he stay healthy uh but back to digs you said if they have no desire i, I think they have a desire i think they they will will want to it's just the money and and, and that guy named stephen jones or you call him stephen Stephen Jones, will he want to do it? That's that's the sixty-four, is it thousand? For all my old heads out there, sixty-four thousand dollar question. Uh, is he going to want to want to essentially reset that market? They don't like to reset it. The thing though, Michael Parsons is Michael Parsons, so they ain't got no choice but to reset. That's why Steve Stephen has conceded already. Stephen Jones came out and said, "What?" what? What is y'all what is y'all bickering about whether he's gonna be a defensive and a linebacker for it? He's going to break my pockets. Period. Linebacker, defensive end, punter, kicker, water boy. It don't matter what Michael Parsons is. He's gonna be the highest paid defensive player ever. Not saying that Diggs should be the highest paid defensive player ever. But if Diggs comes out and he has another all-pro or pro bowl or really damn good season, he'd just be like, you know what? Yeah, man, I'm gonna trade him. That's goofy. Lock him down. And here's the thing, though, Danny. Yeah, man, tagging, tagging sucks. But if you if you tag him twice, you still get two more seasons out of him. It's a selfish move by the Cowboys, but you still keep him on the roster. And I'd much rather keep Diggs on this roster when I'm trying to win the Super Bowl uh, than not. Now, if, if, if much like the Jalen Ramsey situation where, all right, our window is passed, now we got to try to recuperate some things then yeah then you look to trade them if, if you're not going to extend them but man so many small things in, in the middle of all that all right uh let's get to 818 who jumped up in here what's good 818 welcome to the show hey how you doing scott walker i'm good man how are you well yes i've uh, called you before talking about prescott this is q uh, Quentin Collins from the LA area. My thing about the last caller, I'm 51 years old, so if, if you want to bring up the Deion Sanders situation, what mm-hmm. people fail to realize is that Stephen Jones had already diagrammed a way to resign all those players that we lost signing Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would have rather back then had re-signed Alvin Harper, Russell Maryland, Robert Jones. See, you know, so you have to be financially responsible, okay? So his father, Jerry, is the one that threw caution to the wind, and he was paranoid about Dion re-signing with the 49ers, okay? But as far as, as, far as Diggs, I, I do agree. If if he's going to ask for money that we're not willing to pay him, I would trade him for draft picks. I would because we have, you know, Deron Bland. We have um, uh, number 24. Uh, we, we have corners. We have young corners coming up. So, yes, Diggs is a great talent, you know, but I'm not going to be financially irresponsible uh, to resign Stefan Diggs. I'm not. I mean, yeah, so, Trayvon. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. What, what, is, what is financially irresponsible meaning if Trayvon Diggs is a three-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro? 
wouldn't it be irresponsible not to sign your all pro guy? Okay, well, it, it'll be irresponsible if he's him and his agent are asking for something uh, that's going to affect the Cowboys reciting other. I'm sure Stephen Jones already has a figure in his head. So you know, if they're going to go above that, listen, I'm I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm not in love with any player. I'll trade any player for the better of the organization. That's just me. Okay, that's the problem with some fans. They fall in love with players. You don't fall in love with a player. You love the organization. That's why Bill Belichick, you see how fast he was to trade away his star players and accumulate draft capital? Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah, he usually trades away guys that are aging and, and, and on the way down. Trayvon Diggs is still – There's you could argue he's not – even hit his peak yet. So again, I ask you, your your answer to financial responsibility is not being able to sign other guys. Is that what you said? Well, yeah, not not being. Listen, I'm not gonna open. Listen, I I think they gave up too much for back in the day for Deion Sanders. That oh, the wow. contract they gave him. The, okay, okay, based on what what they received, what we won one Super Bowl with Deion. So just imagine if they could have re-signed all those core players instead of Deion Sanders. So you have to look at the big picture. That's the problem. You guys see, you have that issue. You fall in love with the players. Sir. You're in love with Dak Prescott. You can't fall in Sir. love with the players. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. I can give a look. Look, man, I respect these people off the field. Um, and so I don't want to say this disrespectfully because things can go viral okay i can care less if these players are moved on from as long as it's you know helping the team if they replace them um if the team gets better for it whatever where everybody i think has an issue with moving on from a player is if you're worse because of it and when you say or say that it's about the betterment of the team i can't get behind moving on from all pro players, you know, in their prime or heading towards their prime, like a Trayvon Diggs, because money. Uh, if that's the case, sir, why the hell would you sign anyone? Why would you? Because it's going to okay, affect so the money. It's always going to. It's always going to affect you signing. A, quote unquote. I'm gonna use quotes here because technically, you can move money. There is there is no excuse not to sign who you want to sign and bring back. So that's really just just you know you guys taking the bait from Steven Jones. But and the the, the league okay, so, has proven that. The league has proven you can you can sign players, you can move money around, you can operate in a window with expensive contracts. But yeah, I I think the betterment of the team is to keep players like Diggs, not trade them because money. Okay, so I I I have just one one last question. So 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 you're saying Trayvon Diggs He's an all-pro player, perennial pro, pro yes, bowl player, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, so in the 49er playoff loss, did he make any game-changing plays? No, he missed the tackle. Yes or no? And he missed the, he missed the uh, interception, yeah. Yes, he missed the interception in a playoff game to where they needed him to make a play. Okay. He did not come through. Right. So – 
I don't need players so that don't come through uh, in the most important moment. Gotcha. So let me ask you this, because I, did, I didn't realize. So I thought this was all about money. This is You're essentially out on Trayvon Diggs. I'm telling you, no, 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 I'm I am not going to break the, break I'm, the I'm bank. Ask, I'm asking you a, I'm asking you a question, because it doesn't matter about the bank at that point. You, you said you're, you're, you you said I don't want no players that's not going to come through in the moments. So if if that okay, game because you said go ahead yeah if that game soured you is it that game or is it just in general with Trayvon Diggs? It's basically a combination. If you're not going to make a play when I need you to make a play, I'm I'm not going to pay you what you're asking me for. Okay, so Michael now, Parsons, if you're going to make a play when gotcha. I need you to, gotcha. so, yes, so Michael Parsons. So Michael Parsons, did he make the game-changing sack play to in the game? Man, you don't, you don't. Uh, to to be honest with you, if Michael Parsons, like I said before, I am about the organization. I'm about the organization. I would trade Michael Parsons. Oh, I would shit. trade. Him. I, yeah, all right, man. All right, gotcha. I would brother. trade. Him. Gotcha. Hey, man, fan, fantastic call. I know uh, you love players. Appreciate you calling I you in. Yeah. Nah, I, I, yeah. It's not about loving players, man. I just like. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. We you call guys love Michael Parsons. I mean, well, I am a bias towards Michael, but dog, we're talking about the best player in it, one of the best players in National Football League. I mean, okay, let me ask you a question, <laughs> real, real quick, real quick. If if the Cowboys, if okay, if Michael Parsons doesn't doesn't contribute Fantastic to the Cowboys goal, winning man. the Super Bowl, Fantastic. Yeah, man. I mean, look, the Super Bowl. look, Cowboys, they won a Super Bowl in 30 years. Any good player that's come through, they probably should have just traded right after their good year, according to you. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question real quick. Would you trade Michael Parsons to whatever team has the number one pick in the draft to I'm draft Caleb Williams if Dak Prescott does not lead you to a Super Bowl victory this year? I'm yes not no? trading Michael Parsons for nothing right now. What are you talking about? For the number one pick in the draft to draft Caleb Williams. Man, I got a if quarterback and I got me a top defensive player. What the hell I need to trade him for for a first-round pick that we hope is the number one overall pick that will hit like some of these others, or he could flame out like other dudes. Like, no, I'm not trading Michael Parsons for the first overall pick, man. I'm not doing it. He, he's the best. No, no. He, he's arguably one of the top. To the listen, he's arguably one of the top three players in the National Football League, not in college. I get that. I get that. I get that. But the question Damn. is, if we do not win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott this year, and mm -hmm. Dak Prescott fails mm -hmm. in the most critical moments, and they want Michael Parsons no. for the number one pick in the draft to draft no. Caleb Williams, you wouldn't do it, yes or no? No. I no. would all day long. I believe. All day long. Yeah, hey, that's, and, that's, and look, that's, that's what makes the beauty of sports. That's what makes the beauty of shows like this. And other shows is that you know you can have your opinion and, and i disagree with it but you stand on it and i appreciate that man all right take all care right. all right big dog right. oh brother this guy stinks if there was a hall of fame for one of the worst calls in the history of this show which has been Four years going on. Skywalker show at first. Uh, A to Z Dallas. That takes the cake. I have never in all of my 23 years. And that's from a movie. I'm not really 23. 
heard such a horrible excuse my French please take the kids out the room horse shit of a call in my life and out of respect for the caller because I didn't want to be yelling back and forth I let him get his opinions out you're not here anymore so I'm going to talk about what, what about that terrible ass almost cussed again he about checked every single box of horseshit opinions there. I'm not ever playing a player. I'm going to trade Micah Parsons. I'm going to trade Trayvon Diggs. I'm going to trade Dak Prescott. The dog, then just tra- get a new team. How about just hop to every team that wins the Super Bowl so you ain't got to worry about, you know, going through the process with your current one. I mean, good lord! I might need I, I, I might I might need a what do you call them people? A screener. Hey man, what you what you finna talk about? Hey man, I'm finna talk about trade Michael Parsons, Dak Prescott, Trayvon Diggs. Huh? Why, man? Because they gonna cost money. Let me poll this real quick for those that have been watching this 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 show for for years. Where would you rank that as as the one of the worst calls of all time? Where? I mean, there was quite literally nothing in there valuable. My dude just kept he just kept digging the hole. I kept waiting for like something on the other side so I could be like, oh, that's fair, you know. But there was nothing. Fam, I was even gonna allow you to do your Dak Prescott thing, right? Oh, Dak Prescott, if he doesn't get it done. You know, we got to look to move on. But you compounded your stupidity with saying we're going to move on by trading Michael Parsons. What the fuck are you talking about? And his crutch is because of love of players. Dog, if Micah sucked, no one would love him. If Diggs sucked, no one would love him. He is one of the top three players in the National Football League. I'm going to trade him for a quarterback that I have no idea what he's going to be in this league. You, sir, are a certified football idiot. Oh, this is lovely. Tom, please take over before I get canceled. Uh, You know, Sky... It's moments like that I realize and just remember, I remember the water boy where Lawrence Taylor goes, remember kids, don't do crack. That is all I heard from that. That is just the D.A.R.E. program was an absolute failure. I, wow. First off, I don't think, I don't think people understand the salary cap because y'all need to get it out of your head. Nothing about the National Football just, League, Tom. His narrative of trying to save money, it's not like a budget like you're doing income and outflows of your basic budget. It's not like that. So the fact that we have fans that legitimately are fearful that we that we can't afford these people, it's a lie. It's a flat-out freaking lie. Y'all I'm need sorry. to stop and, and, hearing and, and the Tom, bell. I'm probably going to be interrupting you a lot here because this is just ridiculous. Go ahead. Did we not just sit here and watch a team in L.A.? quite literally run up the bag, ran that thing all yeah. the way up and win the Super Bowl. 
Yes. Okay, I digress. Keep going. Oh, and, you know, the Buccaneers did it as well, and the Chiefs have been doing it for the longest time. It, it, you know, I'd hate to be a baseball analogy, but if you're going to win the World Series, I'm, you I'm need just, to spend I, money. I can't you, you need to. Bro. And you're, it's a trade-off. You're not spending money just to throw it away. You're getting quality freaking players. And what are you trying to do then? Are you just trying to – that dude should work this? for the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> he is the perfect person to work for the Oakland Athletics. Oh Why would God. we invest money in the stadium? That costs money. Why would we buy food for the stadium? That costs money. Yeah, no shit, because you're trying to do something. And then the, the fact that you want to trade – first – this other notion, people who think that it's just easy to land a franchise quarterback, uh, you could man. replace Caleb Williams with Jamarcus Russell because that's what the hype was when he was coming out. You have no idea what you're getting when you draft them. And not only you have no idea what you're getting, you have to develop them. And I, look at the Cowboys' track record. you got Tony Romo as an undrafted free agent and Dak Prescott as a compensatory fourth-round pick. This franchise hasn't invested a top pick and a quarterback since Troy Aikman, but now you're going to trust them to do that and develop them the right way and not piss his career away, which we've seen the Joneses do with two quarterbacks in a row? Not buying that. Secondly, you get a generational talent in Micah Parsons, who you traded down for and got. There's Why would you trade him? You pay. That's yeah. the one to me. That's the one. You know, everything else is clear. This dude has has an angst against, I guess, more than one player. I I I thought it was just Dak, but but it's the whole damn team apparently. But I just I was I gonna let him go. It. I was gonna be like, hey man, look, I get it. Frustration, cowboy fan. I, we we all pissed off, man. But when you when you compound it with that one right mm -hmm. there, bro, that's it for me, man. There, there, I don't need. There's nothing else football for me to talk to you about ever again. Because I can't. I, I really can't talk football with you, bro. <laughs> I've never had Forrest Whitaker eye hearing a call, and that was probably the one that's like, wow. And and the fact that I think Vach said it, if a team is willing to offer you the first overall pick and multiple picks to get one of your players, it's because he's a good fucking player. Like, why do you think a team wants him? Because they're willing to pay him because they want to win football games. And you just want to give him away? Just, I I I, I don't even know what to say other than, I, I think that the Joneses have got this fan base so – some of these fans so conditioned and they are so hell-bent on the cap and they're so afraid that now they're making these types of moves. I, I, I've said in the past for multiple content creators, I think there needs to be a 101 class just to show it. Break it down Barney style. Hey, this is why you can pay these people. This is how the cap works. You need to stop – buying this bullshit that we can't afford these people because we can and get better as a fan. But other than that, Sky, I'm glad there's a four-day or three-day weekend for you coming up so you can decompress and wash that dumbness off of you because that was – wow, I haven't had a drink in three years, and damn, that made me tempted for a minute. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. And lastly, I think the toxic needs to go off Danny now because that dude makes me and Danny look like choir boys. So, other than that, wake up with uh, the only thing, the only thing the caller should have said was we need to bring back Ryan Nall. You have a good day, Sky. <laughs> of course, you always got to get the Ryan Nall in here. Appreciate the talk to Tom. Man, I didn't have a damn relapse with this guy. I was doing so good, not not with the angry Sky thing. I even during the call, I'm like, boy, you saying a lot of dumb shit. But I'm I'm gonna just hey, uh, see your opinion.
the Micah Parsons thing just set me off because just I don't even got the energy no more. I, my apologies, Cowboys Nation. I, I just have never ever heard something so. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber Dumb. for having listened to it. Yeah. I award you no points. None. And may God have mercy on your soul. One more, man. I, I just can't. I can't believe it. Uh, eight three two, bro. What's, what's good, man? It's not too many times, bro, where I'm defeated. But I, I'm, I, I am, I'm defeated. I don't even, I don't know what else to say. Y'all know me. I'm one, I'm one for back and forth, bro. But I, I, hold on, hold on, one more. What? Okay. So then, now, hold on. when does crack? Now, so the cocaine's happening. Cocaine's happening. When does that crack come into play for you? I want to know. <laughs> oh, unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. <laughs> bro, you, you got my man just literally laughing. I'm, 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 I can't breathe. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Check on this caller. <laughs> AJ, go ahead, Jake. I'm gonna come back. Eight three two. I got you, dog. Yeah, yo, Jake, Jake, Jake. What's up? <laughs> man, look here, man. I got a better idea. I'm trading Michael Parsons, Raymond Diggs, and Mozzie Smith for uh, 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 possibly next year's first round draft pick. And oh, I'm let's do it. That somebody gives me three first rounders for Michael Parsons. So we can drive the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Even though he might not be nothing. You don't know. But we can't fall in love with these players, man. You don't you know, know. We just can't fall in love with these players. <laughs> Yo, what was that? When, when does the crack start to take in effect? You know, when does the uh, crack come in there? What that, is mom, that was something else. He picked man. up the phone. He said, oh, this is the this is the that I like Dak and, 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 and Micah. She. Uh, I'll just call it and say great show, man. I, 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 I'm, I ain't got no words, man. Micah sucks. Straight for a first round pick. Man, get out of here, dog. <laughs> this dude is wild. Oh, man. He was probably was an Eagle fan trolling, though, if anything, man. That's all it was. Eagle fans trolling. Bro, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get you off your. Believe it or not, does Cowboy fans like that? Man, that, that's insane, man. Well, you're a better mm. man than me. I won't hold up the line. I just have to call Jeez. in and laugh and. 
Throw my little two cents in, man. Great show right, man. as always. I'll Let's, take care, Scott let, Walker. Appreciate you, Jake. Let's check back in on my guy. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm sorry. No, dude. <laughs> man, man, I, I done heard some stuff. First, first, first. Hey, great, great show. Uh, and that's why you the professional, Scott. Hey, uh, no, I, I, don't, I, might, I don't know bro, what I done done. I hey. am not. I, I try. I, look, I, I lost all my professionalism at the end of that, but but I wanted to be respectful and not yell and scream at him on the phone. So you know, yes, I'm, sir. I, I'm, I understand. Trying. I'm trying, man. And I, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, all everything. You know what's funny to me, man, about it. You know, outside of the obviousness, the obvious craziness of yeah. it. What's funny to me is that one of his whole premises was not being loyal to players. And he goes around the corner to get across the street to make this argument for this one player he likes. Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams that nobody else. <laughs> I don't like, I'm not, but you pass it to a college. You are pass it to players. You're trying to make this like you got some kind of high-minded, broad yeah. view of things. When you're just like everybody else, just you like, like who you like. Right, right. You're just like every, you're not supposed That Bill Belichickian stuff, look, people forget because and Belichick is getting reminded of it, too, the last three or four years, because his first three or four years as a head coach twice, what he started in Cleveland, couldn't win, didn't have players. Got in New and, England, was struggling up there before he got Tom Brady. And, Tom Brady covered a lot of things for, for yeah. Belichick for 20 years, and players up there will tell you it wasn't Belichick that was the system, it was Brady. And we're seeing that now with Belichick. Not that he's not a good coach, not that he's not a great coach, Belichick. But right. this is a professional football. It's a pro football league. They get paid to be good at what they're doing. You cannot get away for very long. If you're talking about winning and winning the big prize, you can't get away with not having guys on your team that are dudes. And if you think that you are going to micromanage and skip and, 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 and stuff like that and win, you have lost your mind. But aside from that, this whole hold thing up, about, I don't want none of these all pro right, yeah, I want a first-round pick that might flame <laughs> out and not wishing nothing on bad on none of them young kids. I don't, Man, want, the, what are you talking? I don't want the short thing. <laughs> I, I want the maybe. I want the hope. I don't like players. I'm not part the players, but we I'm part of this player. Let me ask you this, Cowboys Nation. When the last time, when the last time, uh, Bill Belichick traded a Micah Parsons from his team in his prime? Bill Belichick wouldn't be that crazy. Enlighten me when when Bill Belichick said, "I'm gonna trade this all-world phenom because after year three, we ain't win the Super Bowl with him, and he only 25 years old." Maybe it's like your your man said, man, we got a lot of fans here that have been conditioned into into mediocrity because we've had mediocre decision makers, right? We finally are getting to a point where, in spite of themselves, the Jones and Steven and Jerry both are getting themselves out of making football decisions. No, Chandler Jones is don't show disrespect Michael Parsons like that, bruh. Taylor Jones ain't no damn Micah Parsons at this point in time in his career. Come on, miss me with that. <laughs> Go ahead, just show it, man. Because I can't breathe. My God. Don't y'all, don't, y'all get, don't y'all get on my damn bad side.
Look, y'all, he, he's still laughing. He muted to y'all, but he's still <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I, mean, I used to go to a hair trigger. I think I want my money back. I ain't that damn crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I, I, you know what? I, I must be. I, I'm gonna say this minute ago. I, you know what? I, I've always kind of wondered about a couple of things. I kind of hope there is a God because that's somebody that needs to forgive this. Thanks. Appreciate you, big dog. Oh man, I probably lost about a hundred subscribers. Let me get your body. I don't know. I muted so many other people. Look, man, I'm gonna have to take his laugh and um, I'm about to. Re- I'm about to. That's gonna be a sound drop now. That's gonna be a sound drop. I get it, man. All y'all called in here. I wasn't supposed to do all these damn calls, but boy, did did the show take a turn. I am 6081 boy. I was ready to press that button the minute he said that. Excuse me, what, sir? You said you trade Michael Parsons? Oh, all right. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. Like, I, I agree with the caller, though. Like, don't get on your high horse. Like, you don't lo- love or like a player or whatever. Dog, if, we all like players that are good, number one. Again, if, if the Diggs of the worlds and the Michaels of the worlds weren't good players, we'd be sitting there treating them like Josh Ball. Get him up out of here. We're, I'm not naive to that fact. And I can remove my, my personal biases to Micah, you know, and just talk football. Let's be honest. If he wasn't a good a good football player, not even good, because that's, that's the issue. We're not talking about a good football player. You could argue he's the best in the league, man. Like people have those conversations. If you end up attaining a a, a young man that's the best in the league, and you ready to go after the year three, like you ready to trade him, or you want to that that's and to me that's that's fair weather finish. All right, man. My apologies, Cowboys Nation. But if y'all enjoyed the show in general, man, please hit the like button. I got y'all tomorrow. I know we got lots of people on the line, but that wasn't that, that I wouldn't. My apologies, man. I uh, call in tomorrow, right? And uh, we'll pick back up. Tomorrow will be Fan Friday. I, I promise y'all, I'll just open the lines. We'll, we'll do a like, kind of a freestyle Fan Friday. Maybe I'll drop some mailbags, but we can call in. And uh, you guys can talk about whatever you want. But I don't want this show to go a whole extra hour. We just getting on one of the worst calls in the history of sports entertainment. Um, Is that harsh? Let's be nice. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. No, I think I did. I think I had to say it. Hit the like button on the way out. Uh, Let's see. We got a couple super chats that just got dropped here, man. Fantastic content he gave us, though. This is where, see, this is where if if we was on Vacha show, I'd be behind the scenes losing my damn. I already lost my mind on air, but Vacha, but see, y'all think y'all think Sky not? No, he's serious. Never pull out Shaq, and you can see it. Look, I'm so I'm so flabbergasted. I didn't read the whole thing. Shaq, the Vikings fan, dropped one and said, "So I'm guessing that guy not platinum? Absolutely not." And then Dwayne Brown dropped one. 
It's uh, and just drop five dollars. It's important. Appreciate you going. One hundred percent. He's not. That mother is copper. That was worse than what's my man Martez? And look, me Martez cool now. He doesn't say, "Hey, look, dog, hey, CD Lamb, he, he doing his thing." Appreciate you, Chris. Hate to end it like that, but I I, I can't get past it, and I feel like the rest of the show is just going to be about that, you know. And uh, we had a fantastic one. If you missed it, run it back. We had Pat come through, talk about what he's looking for down there at OTAs as he's heading out to the star as we speak to check it out. Uh, follow on Twitter, whether it's Pat or all the fantastic uh, insiders down there at Dallas, the Cowboys at the star. They will be dropping nuggets all day today. And I think important ones, man. One of the ones I'm looking forward to is what's happening with the offensive line. What's going on with that situation, the experimentation, all that good stuff. Uh, no sir no cowboys fan 95 no volume we'll be back next week but mo will be on later tonight a to z sports prime time make sure y'all come through sally said he dropped let me refresh this boom boom oh damn y'all was i see see the problem is i looked at tobo thinking that was tobo's original one it was actually three other ones that came through okay sully dropped one super chat he had too much salt in his potato <laughs> in his potato salad willie too much salty potato where is it at where is that where, where is my drop at that's enough damn salt there willie no more big willie too much salt in his potato salad uh aa ron drop one and said i want to drive into a telephone pole i mean that's how i felt bro eddie o said i'm flabbergasted with his takes guy what the hell my bad. That's not the button I'm looking for. I'm, I'm just, I'm just all over the place, man. I, I, I don't. I'm speechless. Super chat. Tobot also said, "I need to drink. I need a drink, and a joint after that call." Where was this guy trying to go with that? Like, that'll do it for today's show, Cowboys Nation, man. It, it was fun. After we roasted him. Uh, during it was frustrating but appreciate y'all for rocking with me uh come back through tomorrow we may be live let me go here and see because because we you know we're doing this on the fly here nick gonna let me know we may be live down at hattie b's and i swear to god if i get down to hattie b's and after this call and we got all this banging and construction and all that I'm, i might lose my mind again I, I just might so hopefully it'll be a clean show at hattie b's if we get down there um and there's no more construction and uh, we have a good one. So make sure y'all come through tomorrow. It'll be a fire show as always, man. With that said, I'm going to hit this button. Now, I wouldn't have been Fred Sanford. It would have been the whistle song if he was on Vach's show. And then you would have just heard me saying, can he hear me? Can he hear me? Because I'm ready to go in. See, I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a, a, a better frustrated host. <laughs> Love y'all, man. I'm out of here. Peace.